What's up, everybody? This is the Concert Crusade Podcast. My name is EJ Olson. I'm just here to give you a little preface to this episode. Uh, it's our first episode of 2018. Uh, we've had some uh, internet issues that have prevented us from recording. So this episode, I've got a buddy on sort of last minute here. Uh, he was in town from Minnesota. He's a gamer, a uh, hopeful game developer. So we sat down. We had a quick talk. It was really just spur of the moment. Unfortunately... We had some audio issues here that I was unaware of until I started editing the episode um, where there are just five or ten second gaps uh, that just dropped on their own. So I'm cutting around them, but just be aware that if there's anything that sounds a little out of place or we switch subjects suddenly and you have no context for it, there's a little chunk of audio missing there, so bear with us. Uh, I still think there's uh, a lot here. Milo had a lot to say, so yeah, enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Contra Crusade Podcast. I'm EJ Olson. I forgot the intro already. See what happens? See what happens when I start thinking about it? I get all crazy. It's because I was holding your hand. Anyway, goodness gracious, people. Uh, we talk video game news, retro video games, and today we're not going to talk about this disgusting, pathetic excuse for a beard growing on my face right now. I am joined today, finally, by my dear friend, Milo Kent Pettit. Oh, you nailed it. Bam! <laughs> so often I get Kent Petit. Petit. But in fact, there is no E, and so the Petit instead becomes Petit. 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 Say it three you, times fast now. You get, you get, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I, I regularly sound like I'm having a stroke on this podcast. Sure. Like, I'm sure, the, sure. our 12 listeners are co- very concerned for me. Yeah. Whenever they do listen. Yeah, but So when you actually have a stroke, I'm not going to call because Boy Who Cried Wolf. Exactly. Well, <laughs> it's not like I intend to do it. I just... I play fast and loose with my vocabulary. <laughs> but anyway, so today, let's let's give a little context for this, all right? Okay. Milo, you and I met about six months ago now? I think so. Filming a music video. Yes. I was I was helping a buddy out filming a music video. You were... I was being a fool and just staring into the camera. <laughs> no, come on. You killed it. You killed it. You were acting in this, in this piece. <laughs> I met you... Well, I didn't meet you the day we were at Wildwood Falls. I met you... Was it at the house? A day prior. I don't remember. But anyway, like the second time I ever spent time with you, we were at the waterfalls and we were throwing you off a cliff <laughs> over and over backwards. About 20 feet. And I know it was a terrifying experience. I was terrified. Uh-huh. I had I had someone holding onto me around the waist while I leaned over with a camera to try yeah. and catch. Third one, I landed on a lower back. Not a good way to dive. <laughs> For any of you that have actually gone diving and who uh, do safety checks prior to your diving and teach yourself proper diving um technique don't land on your back yeah generally also you want to like keep in your field of vision where you're jumping yeah you don't want to just jump backwards don't jump backwards hope you clear the the cliffs (laughs) below but i recall i think it was after you 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 injured yourself we were back at the campsite that we had set up station with all of our gear we were getting to know each other a little bit Mm -hmm. and you asked like so what's your deal you know who are you hey fucker what do you even do? Exactly. And I, I was so affronted by this question. <laughs> no. And I was like, you know, video production and I like video games. And, and you're like, oh, video games? Suddenly I think you're cool now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was this very, um, at the time we were both be like, we have to like be, we have got to impress this other person a little bit. <laughs> you were very proper. You were very proper in general. We were very like, you know, I'm a theater actor. So my peacock feathers and, were in full bloom. Sure. And I was, you know, but anyway, 
I remember that day bringing up, hey, I got I do a, a podcast talking about video games. You should come guest one of these times. <laughs> and of course, it took you moving 2,000 miles across the contiguous U.S. Right. That's how most podcasts start. Yeah. But you made your way back here, and here I we did. are. Yeah, just for you, actually. Yeah. So, a couple things we want to talk about. And I was telling you before we started this whole thing that I said, oh, we're finally going to have a, a guest in person. I'm going to have Ooh, someone on. I'm honored. For those of you who are listening, my co-host, Nick Durheim, had some internet issues that has prevented us from from recording, um, and so this is our first podcast of 2018. Ooh. Episode was this episode 24? I want to say. So I think the last time we recorded was our Game Awards predictions. Oh, this is well over a month ago. How now. close did you guys get? I can pull up the spreadsheet. I'm actually curious. I think like <laughs> I think I think maybe 15 of 20 something. Ooh, it's not bad. And You're Nick, getting a solid C there. Yeah, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad. So I had a spreadsheet <laughs> at one point yeah. that had the list, and I actually kind of want to bring it up because we have not recorded since oh boy, December 7th. That can't be it, can it? It is. <laughs> it is. Oh hey, here we are. Here this we is, are. So we're at of 29. I had 12. Nick had 14 correct. Okay. All right. So um, he beat you a little bit. That's did. all right. He did. Although you know what? He took he took a flyer on a couple like okay, best Chinese game. You know what I mean? Like, we sure. wild stab in the dark. Sure. Who cares about best Chinese game? No one played it here, right? Actually, I had 13, he had 15, respectively, because PUBG was named best online multiplayer game. At the time, uh, they didn't announce this uh-huh. anywhere during the Game Awards. Did you watch the Game Awards this year? I did not. Okay. I'm a loser. I live under a rock. Well, you know, I think this is the first year that it wasn't, like, this cringy, awkward, like, I want to claw my own eyeballs out experience. Um, it really felt like kind of the Oscars of video games. Sure. <laughs> which, there was this whole big event. They had an orchestra playing, and um, it, f- it felt pretty good this year. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> we'll follow up on that when Nick gets his shit together. Come on, Nick. So anyway, this Christmas, you entered the fold as a proud Switch owner. I did. Correct? What a great time. Oh my gosh. Tell me about your experience with this. Yeah, first let me tell you a little bit about how I uh, encountered the Switch. Okay. So... I uh, I knew I wanted one, and so naturally when I want things, I've got a terrible, terrible, terrible knack for impulse buying anything that I actually want, which can oh, yeah. be nasty in the tech world, because mm-hmm. it's all so freaking expensive. Right. So naturally I go out and buy a Switch, best financial decision of uh, 2017. You can mark that on your books. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I bought it in November. Now my birthday is also in November, and so I didn't I didn't open it immediately. I bought it at the beginning of November, and then I took it to my girlfriend Isabel's house and I hid it under her bed. I'm like, hey, Isabel, you're going to wrap this for me for my birthday. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the birthday present. Oh, wow. And so then we just didn't touch it until we didn't actually make it all the way to my birthday because what actually ended up happening. <laughs> well, here's the full story. Then. Okay. <laughs> we, me and her get together with her roommate and her roommate's boyfriend, both wonderful people. And I had bought two giant packs of those multi-packs of cereal. They're like little single serving rectangles. And so you can get hotel cereal. That's right. Hotel cereal. Classy (laughs) stuff. And we had one from Post and I think one from Kellogg's. And so we had like the whole repertoire of cereal. Oh, oh. (laughs) and we opened one box at a time. And the four of us would just split that box and then pour. We poured the milk in first and then poured the cereal in so we could like cycle through all the different cereals, but conserve milk. Oh, yeah. We had the whole thing planned out. But you're saying the cereal wasn't enough to keep you guys busy? No, no. We were we were not was like, okay, what if we were eight year olds, though? 
Oh, okay. And so what we did is we set up the Nintendo Switch and played Mario Kart okay. while eating cereal in, in our college dorm room. Perfect. It sounds great. <laughs> That's cereal why I'm sharing it with you here. Video games and some good people. Mm-hmm. And so you got your Switch, you got Mario Kart. That's right. And it's, it's so fucking great having the two controllers, the Joy-Cons, on the Switch. I feel so, like I've been waiting my whole life for this. So you, I'm assuming you grew up with Nintendo consoles? Was yeah, that your, your bread and butter as a child? Uh, yeah, until I got like, and became like a shooter bro, and it's like, I only play shooters. Like, you get like into competitive Call of Duty. That's right. Start swearing at people's mothers. Yeah, but now I don't do that, because uh, we're all adults now. We're, uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've grown up. <laughs> we've matured. I, I eat cereal. <laughs> do, do, do me a favor and open that closet door behind you. I'm going to open it. It's a, it's a mess in there. I put my trash can in there. It's a bunch of shit. There's a box of cereal stashed in there. <laughs> because last night I had cereal uh-huh. as a little a little treat to myself. And and then I, I just sat it right here when I was done with it. And then when I was I was cleaning up today and I was like, oh shoot. I'll just I'll just toss the cereal in there because you know I'm gonna be eating that while I'm watching the office later tonight anyway. So Reese's poofs. Reese's puffs. Oh. Reese's poofs. Oh, oh, you slay me. That's my personal favorite yeah. cereal. It's just, delicious. It's so good. Chocolate yeah, peanut butter kills me any day of the week. So Nintendo Switch. As a, a couple of blokes who grew up blokes. Where are we? Blokes. Hey, mate. That's my Australian accent for you guys. That's all you get I right there. I can do one of those. Can you do one I of those? I can do British. British. Sometimes. I can do. I'm definitely out of practice there. Sometimes when we're playing like Rocket League, mm. we're getting really competitive. Mm-hmm. But oh, she's a Bama. Or she's a zebra. You know, you just, uh, you know, just, I mean, that's Australian, right? Yeah, I think so. You just replace your A's with E's, you know? <laughs> you, you've got it down to a T. Yeah. Or at least an E. Right. Uh, so anyway, there's a couple of fellows who grew up with Nintendo consoles. Having a Nintendo console that essentially, even though the Switch is pretty severely underpowered, it's proving that it can hang with current gen titles. I don't care that it's underpowered. The games are far better than sure. anything you're going to find hey, elsewhere. Listen to me. <laughs> I run this into the ground too. I am a proud Wii U owner. Mm-hmm. All 12 of us. Mm-hmm. And had great games. Mm-hmm. But no one bought the thing, so I didn't get third-party support. And then Nintendo quit supporting it mm-hmm. because there was no financial incentive to. No. Well, now with the Switch, it's getting that third-party support. The fact that I have a fucking Game Boy... That plays all of my favorite Nintendo titles, Mario Kart, Smash Bros, eventually, you know, whatever. But it has two controllers. So anywhere I go, I have a Game Boy that I can play with somebody else. That and it's and it's dude, Doom just got ported to it. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> Doom's on a Game Boy. Which is hilarious considering the original Doom is on everything from the fucking TI eighty three calculator to an iWatch. TI eighty three, the way it's meant to be played. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dude, I am gonna make a uh I'm gonna make like a fake uh promotional video for the TIA. <laughs> line of calculators and sh- show that off as you know uh remember being in high school or middle school more appropriately and you'd be like you type words out like boobs yeah <laughs> or, so i'm badass now yeah right. <laughs> it's gonna stop me my mother can actually type her name on a calculator oh yeah it's lois so she can oh, okay. uh, it's five zero one something like that i'm i'm missing the l i'm trying uh, to seven yes, put it upside yeah, down yeah 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 zero yeah oh yeah upside down lois so, so anyway, your Nintendo Switch. How are you, have you been using it? Did you? I'm assuming brought it with you. It is it in my flight? backpack. Okay, it's in the living room, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Console Crusade podcast. We'll see you later. We're going to play some Mario Kart, <laughs> and we're back now, having uh, played Mario Kart. <laughs> okay, I lied. Are you? I'm assuming you're loving this thing. Oh God, yeah. Tell me your experience with it. Yeah, your cereal night. You whipped this thing out. Did it bring you all the joy you hoped it would? It was more. I was actually taken by surprise. Uh, the Wii U I found rather disappointing, not necessarily to any 
fault of anyone, just that, you know, you've got to experiment to make really innovative things happen, and the Nintendo Switch would not have happened without the Wii U. Exactly. The Nintendo Switch caught me off guard. I uh, <laughs> Funny story, uh, with Mario Kart, I told my mother it was on my Christmas list, and then I bought it, and then she <laughs> she uh, she bought it on Amazon and shipped it to me. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, about that. Um, Couldn't resist that Switch temptation, man. <laughs> so she didn't buy me a Christmas present um, ever again. Uh, I did the same, the same thing happen. I, my little brother, uh, eight-year-old fella, I asked him what he wants for Christmas, and he asked me what I wanted for Christmas. I showed him, uh, you know... Uh, we we bought him a switch for Christmas. Yeah. It's the Mario Rabbids game. Oh yeah, Mario has a gun. Yeah, for Christ's sake. Yeah, uh, and I showed him that, and he was just, "Oh my gosh, Mario has a gun! <laughs> oh, this is amazing!" Second best thing to Mario has nipples, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, it makes sense that Mario has nipples. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most people have nipples. Did we need most people do? <laughs> do we need that verification? Is, is that? Do we need light shed on that particular mystery? Guess what, EJ? Nipples confirmed. <laughs> okay. You know, honestly, the nipples are a lot weirder to me than 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 Nintendo confirming that Mario's like twenty five or twenty three or whatever. Twenty three. It's it, it's twenty three, twenty five. It's some He's right. He's not. He's a disgusting <laughs> old man. Twenty three year olds aren't plumbers. No. Crusty old men with butt cracks are plumbers. That's right. That's, That's Mario. The Especially the crusty part. He's a crusty weirdo. <laughs> that 23 <laughs> maybe luigi Shiny. could be 23 where, where were we i have this dream fantasy of getting a good friend of mine on an airplane which is ridiculous because airplane tickets are so freaking expensive that i'm right. never gonna have a friend on an airplane next right. to me someone please come fly on an airplane next to me because i want to take off the controllers and just flip out that little kickstand and play it on the airplane so i had that experience switch got announced last november releases in march I am flying to California in January. Sorry, this is last January. I was, I, I was, I was. If only I had my switch. And you know, remember the original uh, commercial dropped, and they showed them on the plane with mm-hmm. the. You know, it's like, I'm like, dang it! So I was stuck with my damn 3ds the whole trip. <laughs> and by, and by the, when they announced the switch, my 3ds was dead to me. Uh huh. I know it's got I've a great on. library. Yeah, I was just I was like, sorry, we need to take a break so that inevitably, when when the switch comes along, this is easier for the both of us. <laughs> Okay, and so you know that whole trip, I just lamented the fact that I was like, "Ah, oh, the switch would have been perfect." <laughs> I went back to California in October, and I had my switch this time. Oh uh, yeah! And so, literally on the on the flight home, Sarah and I are sitting there with the little Joy Cons playing Mario Kart <laughs> yeah. together, just like the commercial. Yep, and it felt so good. Yep. But the experience you want to have, the experience I want to have, I don't want to speak for you, Milo, is you're sitting there playing, mm-hmm. and some guy looks over next. He's like, "What in the world is that?" Let me tell you, dear friend. This is a Nintendo Switch. Slide you, up your glasses exactly. just like EJ did here. You hand him your Joy-Con, and you guys play Mario Kart with a stranger. Think about the joy. Con. Or, or like, say you're flying, and some there's some eight-year-old kid who's like, what is that? Mommy, what is that? Turn this kid on to Nintendo for the very first time you, in their life. You ruin his life right from the get-go. You're right, right? <laughs> you're like, don't be like us. <laughs> Whatever you do. yourself. Yeah. You know, I think about it, and something I was going to ask you about, is almost all of my, like, positive memories that I can immediately recall involving any of my friends were all facilitated by either video games or alcohol. Oftentimes both. You know what I mean? Going back to high school. I didn't drink in high school, mom. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, Strike that off the record. Yeah. Let's just rewind this. I have the freedom to cut anything I want out or add anything in. So I got to do my best Milo impression so I can incriminate you after this podcast and just slip it in somewhere. Say nasty things about all my friends. Right, right. So so my, my family adopted this little kid and he hadn't really ever played a video game outside of like mobile mm-hmm. titles. And so I was like, Ooh, we're going to corrupt this little guy. <laughs> Here like, we go. This is a Nintendo. <laughs> you know? and, and so, but honestly, 
my, I remember having this conversation with my mom. She was hesitant to sort of, you know, the iPad as the babysitter kind of thing. I mean, rightfully so, you know, because we grew up with video games, but we 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 played outside. Mm-hmm. We played basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we weren't. We didn't spend our entire life in front of a TV, and she didn't want that for him. And I know it's a totally different era, and things are different. But I was like, honestly, video games taught me how to read. Pokemon is the reason I learned to love to read. <laughs> I had to. I remember yeah. the first time I played Pokemon, I didn't know what was going on because uh-huh. I couldn't read half the words. Um, and like I said, it facilitated all these great times with my friends, Smash Bros, Mario Kart, Halo. Oh, God. Oh, don't, those don't were don't mo- get me started. mostly negative memories. <laughs> us yelling at each other. I had a friend literally kick somebody violently Ooh. two Ooh. feet from perched upon a bed. And if, shout out to Max Montgomery from the Hills Have Eyes podcast. <laughs> What's their podcast called? I always do this. It's the uh, Precipice Between Two Hills podcast. There you go. We were, we were playing Halo at his house, and he's sitting on the bed. And my buddy John and my buddy Jed are both sitting there. And they're, we're playing Halo. They're yipping at each other. And John just leans back like a fucking mule and just kicks Jed with oh. both feet. And it's just uh-huh. violent teenage Over. nonsense. So you went through the Halo phase. Milo, you're, you're born 94? 95. 95. I'm itty bitty. Okay. I'm calling you out on the podcast. I can delete that. We can okay. roll this back if we need to. <laughs> um, so you you kind of came into consciousness. Yeah. At Let's say you were, you, you were a little too young to have like a Super Nintendo, I'm assuming. Correct. You were an N64 kid? What got me started was the PlayStation 1. So. You were a Game Boy kid then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, right? Yeah, I remember when I finally got my Game Boy, and then I was cool. I wasn't cool until I had a Game Boy. The kids without Game Boys. They were shunned. Fucking losers. The parents didn't love them. Uh, it hurt. <laughs> it hurt <laughs> so <for them>. bad. <laughs> I'm assuming also that you were a Pokemon kid. I didn't play a whole lot of Pokemon. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so offended. <laughs> I love good stories. Unfortunately, yeah. most games haven't figured out how to do that yet. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let me tell you about a couple of games. Yes, please. I'm also a single player guy. Mo- that's mostly just a byproduct of living in a town where I don't know anybody. You want a PlayStation? A PS4? Do I do you? at the moment. It's uh, I brought it to Minneapolis, where I currently live, right. and haven't played it since getting it shipped there. My roommate is the only one who's played it. Oh, Milo. I know. I it's- imagine you're a busy guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're working, you're going to school. No school. No not school, yet. you're not going to school. No, I just get up to weird shenanigans, artistic shenanigans on the, uh, on the side. This is a good place to segue. We've been, we've been all over the map here, which is good. <laughs> I just I just wanted y'all to get to know Milo a little bit. Just, you know, uh, I'm rambling and raving here, but... Um, so you're not going to school, but you are a part of a program out in, uh, out in Minneapolis. I just did a two-week game development intensive with a group called Glitch. Glitch. And Glitch is a brilliant organization. What they noticed is that Minneapolis is not a place for game development. They're not a game development hotspot. You look up Minneapolis and game dev companies, and it's just a desert. A very snowy and cold desert. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) It's a desert. And um, so what they did is that they know that all of these students that are going to school are very interested in making games but Mm -hmm. the classes don't get taught because it's just not out there it's not an industry out there much and so what glitch did was they created an organization to teach all the skills that you need not only to make games but how to market them and thereby they foster this game development community in a place where there really wasn't one yeah that's awesome so you aspire to be a game dev and more specifically like uh like a project manager i just i love being able to lead a team and i (laughs) i put it this way i'm not a very good programmer i'm an okay designer i'm not a very good uh i'm not i'm not super skilled in any one of those production areas sure but what i am good at 
is getting people together and inspiring them to do really cool work with each other. Sure. So that's that's for me what my biggest calling is. Right. You're. I mean, you're. You're obviously you're a people person, <laughs> uh, famously so, <laughs> and you are a creative person. You have this vision, and oftentimes just being able to be a leader and getting this group of people together to facilitate your vision, like that's awesome. So you were telling me on the way over here that you just got accepted into DigiPen. DigiPen in Redmond, Washington. I had a, it's a funny story about that. I was at my grandparents' house this weekend. And while there, I was just uh, obsessively checking the status of my application to DigiPen. Right. And um, what happened is they've got three status indicators. The first one is incomplete. You've still got to finish the stuff on your application, you doofus. The second one is we're reviewing it. Congratulations, you've managed to submit all your materials. Now back off and give us a second. Right, right. <laughs> quit checking this quit, damn page. Don't you have better things to do with your life? Go play some goddamn Nintendo. Here, <laughs> <laughs> here. And so the third one is decision has been made. And that's it. They don't tell you what the decision that's right. is. So I tracked my status and suddenly I see decision has been made i'm sitting here i'm like huh somewhere out there Somebody someone knows, knows. <laughs> someone knows and it's not and me. they know that you know that they know that's right but you've they, no idea who this is no where they're at who they you're, are you're gonna go their family Neeson, i will find you <laughs> and i will kill you i mean i will find out what the decision you made was uh, un- unless it's good things in which case right uh i'll buy you a flower basket yes do you, do you like fruitcake? <laughs> I love fruitcake. Oh, man. Suddenly, we're doing Christian Bale impressions. <laughs> Welcome to the Dark Knight Podcast. I'm your host, Batman. And Christian Bale. Oh. I guess mine's a little too mine's a little too breathy. He was a little more forced. <laughs> I can't uh, even do that. My voice isn't deep uh, enough. I uh, sound like a two-year-old. So, <laughs> so anyway. Okay, so... Okay. <laughs> All right. So you see that... You've been accepted. Yes. Finally, by email, this has been gifted upon me. I have been accepted. Okay. So before you knew you were accepted, was your first reaction like, check your email? Or did you like scramble to call someone? Who can I call to find out what's (laughs) going on? Oh God, what now? (laughs) It was 9 9 p.m. and it's like, is their office still open? You know, trying to get a hold of somebody. I guess if you were in Minneapolis, 9 p.m. would be... Would be what? That's that's your three hours? Two hours ahead. Two hours ahead of that. Okay. And they're in Redmond, Washington, you said. You're right. Right. Okay. So you were going specifically for what? Game design. And the reason why I uh, was looking in at the classes, there was also another one that I was interested in because I really enjoy programming. I just don't have a lot of experience with it. They've got a hybrid course uh, degree. Right. And what I was, I was just breaking down. It's like, okay, what classes am I going to be taking in the dual degree and which classes am I going to be taking in just the design degree? And it was like, my mind kept saying, you want financial security, take the programming dual degree. Right. And then I looked at the classes. I'm like, we've got physics, we've got math, we've got math, we've got programming, and here's the game design class. And then I go over to game design, look at the classes. I'm like, Here's psychology, here's color theory, here's like oh human interaction, gosh. here's writing. And I'm like, I, this is no question. I no want to do contest. design. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I love math. I absolutely love math. <laughs> I also love psychology and color <laughs> theory much more. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you know, the other night at dinner, we were talking about, you know, for me, I took a game development class. Yeah. Doing my, I'm doing, a, I did a film, uh, a technical film degree. And, and he's uh, really damn good at it, guys. Um, I am really 
damn okay. <laughs> I'm paying best. my rent doing this. He's the best damn okay I've ever met. Yeah. You do it with a smile on your face and you can trick any motherfucker <laughs> into thinking anything. You know, hi, I'm EJ Olson and I'm good at what I do. <laughs> I'm competent. Can't yeah. you tell? I, I can't go meet clients looking like this though. With this, no, You got to shave. It's, yeah. I, t- I took a class just as an elective just to see if I would like it because mm-hmm. I do play games and, and, you know, Nick actually was for a while developing his own he's doing a lo- lot more of the design aspect creating the sprites and actually oddly enough doing a lot of the math figuring out different the different <laughs> equations and the different algorithms for how certain mechanics would work in the game um it was all very theoretical and so i said listen i've taken an online class every term in college pretty much since my second term and every term i say i'll never fucking do that again <laughs> but i did it again yep and so i found out for me that that programming is it's a lot of math it's a lot of just remembering formulas and equations and sometimes those don't always work the way you think they will and it's a lot of troubleshooting and it's just it's so tedious it's like becoming an accountant but no guarantee of a job when you graduate uh (laughs) necessarily and so i think as far as the 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 technical aspect that's that's way above my pay grade (laughs) but but from a design standpoint i had a lot of fun that's where that's where i kind of enjoyed it's like okay i have this really janky base game here how do i make it look pretty mm. it's simple like this little shmup you you've got two enemies and you're flying up the screen and you're pressing space bar to shoot pew pew right right and how do i make this look pretty how do i make it sound pretty that's that's the thing that i'm interested make it in feel pretty when does something feel pretty yeah you just know you just know how do you quantify what beauty really is milo <laughs> you got to experience it you gotta you have to you, the you, only, only way, way you know. can know right uh, so anyway, I think that's awesome that you're going and, and doing that and having a chance to explore that. Well, let's let's make side. sure that we can figure out the financial side. First. Right, that's right. Before I any commitments can be made. Yeah, but it's awesome that you got accepted. Yes. Because I imagine that's they don't let any old Joe Schmo into... <laughs> is it portfolio-based? Did you have yeah. to submit a bunch of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so some a real human, yep. open your portfolio, open that folder. And then they were that's, probably like, oh, God, no, oh, oh uh, fine. Uh, it was it was a weak pool of candidates and shit. No, come on, don't do yourself such a disservice. So a real person opened this up and looked at all of your work mm. and deemed you worthy that's to right. come to this prestigious shown the light institution. Yes, so that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I really sincerely hope it works out. Me too. And that next year, this time, you're sitting at uh, up in Redmond, Washington. You know, calling you on another special episode. I right. Hope. Well, I'm hoping, I definitely, I, I hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. And get you on here as a regular guest. <laughs> so back to the glitch thing, though. Mm-hmm. So you went to Minnesota with, I'm assuming, the intention to eventually go to school or something, right? Uh, how did this all come about? For the last 12 years of my life, EJ, I was convinced I was going to be an actor. And I did act. With, you did. I mean, you were filming a project that I acted in. And so I go out to Minneapolis and I, I suddenly have no connections. I know one person and that's my girlfriend. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I need to get into the acting thing here so that I can actually act. Sure. And so I started looking into that and what that would entail. And I was like, I'd have to get some monologues together and all this. And anytime I'd been acting for like the last six years, there was just sort of this little thing in me that just got more and more intense over time. That was like, I don't want to do this, but I'd always ignore it and do it anyways. And so finally, when I had no easy way to keep acting, like yeah. it would actually require a good deal of effort, sure. I had to stop and be like, okay, what is this? And then it, it shows up again. I don't want to do this. Right. Well, what, what could that possibly mean? Why, why <laughs> is this? It? And it's like, I don't want to do this. And then, you know, the funniest thing happened. I just realized, 
oh, I don't want to do this. You, <laughs> you had to confront that difficult truth. Yeah. yeah acknowledge I, it. I, I'd been so um, used to people telling me, oh, you're a great actor. And uh, back in high school, that's how I, I was known around high school. This was my identity. And I was not ready to let go of that. 100%. Right. Right. So then when I hit Minneapolis and I was, it was gone, essentially. All of it was yeah. gone. I could just see that. And I was like, oh. Well, why, why should I do this? You're suddenly free of this external pressure to do something you think you might have to do. Or again, just upholding that, not necessarily a facade, but just like, that's how people knew you. That's yeah. you were Milo the actor. Absolutely. The actor. Uh, the actor. Uh, and you are a good actor. <laughs> Thank you. But that, I think that's very mature of you to finally just confront that and embrace it and just start directing all of that, that time and energy into actually pursuing your passions, which you're pursuing and yeah. look, look at this you've been in you've been in minnesota for what three months now yeah five i think five holy shit <laughs> it's i guess yeah no, it's been a it's january it it's is almost just, february yeah so welcome to the new year ej you thanks for catching up yeah here i am <laughs> oh boy i'm not drunk <laughs> so you, you you go to minnesota you confront this ugly truth yeah you embrace you turn it into a beautiful beautiful truth <laughs> beautiful beautiful truth. and you direct the energy you do the glitch thing so that was a two-week process weeks, yeah and at the end of this they have like what a, a 48 hour game jam game jam 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 man <laughs> what flavor of jam i don't know blueberry blueberry jam jam so you guys have 48 hours that's right to completely develop a game from scratch absolutely yeah and we, fuck yeah that's that's the nature of the beast the jammy beast you, you gave me a, a very brief overview of what this game looks like yeah but yeah. I would like to. I'd like you to go in depth. Tell me. Tell me about the process. Tell me what the first. Tell me what the game was. Mm -hmm. The game was Mountaineer. Mountaineer, and the way that I pitched this is, we live in a very cold place, us Minnesotans, right? Um, which I might be an imposter, but you know, uh, minus zero degree weather, <laughs> negative zero degree weather, <laughs> negative zero. You're you're a Minnesotan, okay, all right? All right. Minnesotan. I'm Minnesota. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, but you've suffered through that, so you have every right to that fucking. What's the coldest it's been there since you've been there? I think negative uh, 20 after wind chill. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so anyway. Like seven jackets. Right. That's look like a giant penguin. You, you walk into a story from the, out, the cold blistering outside and you just like melt immediately because yeah. you're so layered up. Yep. You're, you know, you step back out and your sweat freezes to you. Yeah. The icicles hanging from your armpit. I wear glasses and it freezes over when I breathe into the scarf that's protecting oh, my right. face. And so I can't see as I'm walking down oh, the street awful. anytime I that's wear glasses. Awful. So Mountaineer is a game about hope and about despair. And in Mountaineer, you have to keep moving in order to not freeze. Is this a, a sprite-based 2D game? Yeah, yeah. And it's got like ragdoll physics and all that. I got blessed with a oh no <laughs> some wonderful programmers, awesome. absolutely wonderful programmers. Wait, can I find this game? Can you we, can. It's on it? itch.io. If you look for Mountaineer, do know it was made in forty eight hours, and it's more of like a rough vision than a sure. complete polished game. Um, we're we're live on the pod. I just typed in itch, itch scalp, itchy vaginal area, itchy yeah, skin, oh, oh. itchy, itchy anus. anus. <laughs> One above itchy anus. <laughs> <laughs> Just just right above my itchy anus is where you'll find that. And then type so, in Mountaineer. So Mountaineer, and make oops. sure you spell that right. <laughs> Mountaineer. Mountaineer. <laughs> uh, there's an I in there somewhere. Mountain. Get rid of the, one of those E's and replace it with an I. <sighs> there you go. No oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Google search. <laughs> How do you spell Mountaineer? <laughs> there you oh, go. It's, oh, <clears throat> That was not my misspelling mistake, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Hey, you found it. Mount right here? Yep. Game, a game, oh, so Mountaineer, a game of hope and despair. Game of Cheesy hope and despair. snow. That's right. That's my Xbox Live gamer tag and my PlayStation Network name. Already, I love this. Oh, it's, I can play it directly online. You this is gorgeous. Can. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm very. Oh my God. <laughs> the, you're right. The ragdoll physics. Oh my God. Look at you go. You're climbing. So right now what's happening is he's playing this Mountaineer and it's a monochromatic black, blue, and orange color scheme as he uses his pickaxes to climb up the mountain. Now it actually has destructible terrain, uh, which he's not playing with because we didn't have a whole lot of time to make this functionally operable. Mm. It would require more than 48 hours to get this uh, into a polished state. Uh, Again, so is the nature of the beast. But um, his screen starts to frost up here. And now just to tell you a little bit about visually what you're seeing... The game is very close up from a camera perspective. It's very much like a medium shot, if you're familiar with film terminology. And you've got the black bars, so you're looking at CinemaScope. I beat the game! Uh, You did! You won! Congratulations, EJ! You're a master! (laughs) The camera is very close. Yeah. I love the ragdoll physics in India. It's just hilarious. I got blessed with three programmers. (laughs) All very good. I've fallen off the mountain. My arms are spinning. (laughs) If you're listening to this and you have 30 seconds to spare, go to... The actual link is cheesysnow.itch.io slash mountaineer. You should have seen what I was trying to do with with five weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So this is, I think this is brilliant. That's a fun little thing. And that's something that when you're heading a fucking team at Bioware or... Or Ubisoft, right? <laughs> That'll be the in joke. It's it's not something you'll ever be ashamed to show people. It'll be a fun little like, hey, we did this in forty eight hours. Yeah. This is my first foray in the game development. That's fucking yeah. great, man. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'd like to chat a little bit about some of the decisions that went into that. Yes, actually. Um, so my my role on this, uh, I pitched the game. So I was uh, team leader. There were two other team leaders that um, out of the eighteen of us in the cohort. So you legitimately had to pitch this to a group of people and yes. convince people that your idea was the one that should be made. Absolutely. With this li- your limited time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Come spend your time with me for the next 48 hours working to make this game. Yes. <laughs> We're not going to sleep. We're not going to eat. We did sleep. We did eat. Oh, wow. Um, it's very important during these things to sleep and eat. That's a rule, a special rule that no one knows, but the best <laughs> of jammers will sleep. That's, that's actually how humans stay alive. It's amazing. Believe, I didn't know that. Not, yeah. The first game jam I did, I did not do that, and we failed horribly. So you so you learned from your, your mistakes. Yes, and, and I was taught project management, which is amazing. That's wonderful, man. And so now you know on a microscopic scale what it takes to make something happen. Absolutely. And the fact that not only... It's, it wasn't theoretical. You made something happen yeah, at yeah. the end of this. And so that's, yeah, that's great. Where, where do you come up with this? Yeah, uh, we actually just all split off into like little small groups and just started throwing out ideas with each other. Totally like brainstorm session. Just whatever comes to your mind, throw it out. We'll talk about it. Maybe it spawns a different idea. And then we all got separated again to work individually on our own individual pitch based on all of these ideas we'd just thrown around. Here, here's the thing, guys. This is actually based on a, a true story. The time that Milo got stuck in a mountain with the legs. <laughs> yeah, that uh, happened. <clears throat> Anyways, um, it's funny about the broken legs. That actually got thrown in there as I was going up to pitch. I was like, you know, this game needs a little bit something extra. What if his legs didn't work? You dove deep into the wellspring of theatric ability. Yes. I'm assuming you get you go up there and you put on this this lavish show. Put on my know? masks and cape. Did you yeah, did you um act out the animations that this person was eventually <laughs> gonna be acting out in the in the game? No, but next time I'm gonna have to do yeah. that. He's climbing up a mountain and his arms are swinging violently. Make all the noises chink, chink, chink. Right. 
Uh, it was funny when he fell off the mountain and his arms were just it's like trying to, trying to <laughs> hit something. So, so you pitched this in front of you. Said how many people were a, a part of I this think program? Eighteen of us. Okay, something like that. It's a fairly small group. That is every person in Minnesota who plays video games. <laughs> All eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive, really. <laughs> so I, I get our team together, and um, based on the skills of everyone there, I got blessed with a wonderful artist and a, a one of the programmers was just about at the end of his college career. And one of the first things he says to me is, and totally not in an egotistical way, just like a man who has done a lot sure. and is totally assured. He's like, "Look, the programming's not a problem. You tell me what to do, I can do it." I was just like, shit. I love this <laughs> okay. matter of fact attitude. Yeah. And so we all we all were a good set. And then I, I come from a theater and film background. So I, I was um, I did the audio work for this game. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I did uh, creative direction, project management, and I was co-designing with our uh, artists. Okay. Um, excellent, excellent team. So here we lost about 45 seconds of audio, which is probably the biggest gap. Uh, but here we are talking about stories in video games. This is why I say most games are really bad at storytelling. You can have really excellent stories in games, like Uncharted. It was a great story. Last of Us, amazing story. I just finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, God. Wonderful yeah. story. Beautiful story. But stories. you're right. There is this dichotomy between, like, it doesn't matter how good your story is, the storytelling in any given game happens often, in a cutscene. Sure. Which is a movie. But, out, you know what I mean? Out, but outside of that, the best storytelling in video games is worse than the worst movie that Absolutely. Made. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Horizon Zero Dawn is worse than The Room as far as storytelling goes. <laughs> I actually would not probably. I'd just watch The Room and I'm just <laughs> finishing Horizon and I would not ever draw that comparison. But something about the way our brains interact with games completely forgives the way a game tells a story often. In a game like Horizon or a game like The Last of Us, very cutscene heavy. Mm -hmm. But there are other ways that games have uh, sort of pioneered like these different methods of, of telling a story. Like you get the, you know, Bioshock did mm. the audio logs. Yeah, yeah. Very multifaceted, the way you gather information and piece this world together. And they're very intentionally supposed to be different than a movie. So it's kind of interesting to see how we trick our brains into, if you look at it objectively, if you just sat down, and, like my dad watched me play one of these games, he'd be like, this is awful. <laughs> it says mediocre acting. You're just shooting people and there's right. blood everywhere. And when it does get to the cutscenes or it gets to any point when you're actually interacting with a character and it's like, it's so different when you're actually interacting with it yourself, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's very intentionally different than, than a film. But you're right. Many, many games have not nailed how to tell an interesting story. So, And there, there are exceptions. I mean, um, What Remains of Edith Finch is one of the most brilliant storytelling games I have ever, ever heard of. Going back to the Game Awards here, best performance. Sorry, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Hellblade. Mm, have you seen, yeah, have yeah, you seen yeah. that? Also, also yeah. a perfect example of storytelling of. in games. Edith Finch was nominated for, for uh, several things. It won Best Narrative at the Game Awards, actually. As it deserves. <laughs> so that's a game I need to check out. I imagine that's probably pretty cheap on like Steam or something. Yeah, it was on up. sale, but it'll go on sale again, I'm sure. Definitely. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting how the games that are nailing the storytelling aspects often are, are maligned for not being quote-unquote video games. Yeah. And so this is this is where I recognize that my biggest passion in the game world goes against mainstream gaming because we're we're so often games uh, are about power tripping and right. like success and thrill and fun. Yeah. But if you think about like a movie, you don't go necessarily like you don't go see um, Guillermo del Toro's uh, what was the movie he just made? Uh, the Shape of Water. Shape of Water. You don't go to Shape of Water to have fun. 
Right. <laughs> but that's okay. You, you, you're you, you looking to be moved. Yeah. To, you want something to resonate with you emotionally. Exactly. The way that I, I sort of draw this comparison is that movies in the 20s and early 30s didn't quite know how to be a movie yet. Right. Like they were still drawing inspiration from theater and from vaudeville. And so you got these really cool, like, experimental things that also were like, oh, that's cool. I just watched theater not live. Right, right. Um, and then they continued to experiment and play and through all sorts of different revolutions, you've ended up now with brilliant storytelling. Now we know how to use the camera to tell the story. Like 50% of what we're picking up on happens through the cinematography, it's, through right. the lighting. Through, it's all subtext. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people are not visually literate. They, It's just this inherent thing that we, that we pick up on. And it's very interesting to actually break that down and say, you see what they just told us here? Yeah. You don't think about it when you, most people don't think about it when they see it. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's interesting to see how film is a very, obviously a relatively new art form. Sure. Sure. In, in the history of mankind, we've, our humans have been creating art since our inception, you know, and, and video games are still so young. The way we're currently telling stories and games has only really existed for 15 years, maybe 20. I mean, and they, uh, they currently, they draw on film the way that yeah. film used to draw on theater and vaudeville. Yeah. Um, and we're just now, I think starting to see people learn to tell stories using the strengths of video games, which is interaction. Now, one of the things that we've got across with video games, discomfort of putting players through whatever experience it is that the story entails. And what I mean by that is like um, Hellblade's a good example. This isn't a game that you would call fun. No. No, it's really not. But that's not the point. (laughs) The the story that it is telling is not fun. It's about depression. It's about despair. That's not a fun thing. Mm -hmm. You go to learn, to understand, to, to discover what it is to be human. Yeah. And that's what most interests me about video games. And so as I was making Mountaineer, um, I, this is an open question for me, is how do I tell authentic stories in games? Right. How do I make people live authentic stories? And so Mountaineer seeks to accomplish this in a couple of ways. Um, it's a game about hope and despair. It's a symbolic metaphor for, I mean, literally climbing those mountains when when we feel crushing hopelessness of... Um, of life. It can feel very overwhelming. Right. And there, there are times that are just awful and we don't know how we're going to get through it. And there's just that little tiny ray of hope that keeps you climbing just because what else are you going to do? Yeah. What else are you going to do? And so it doesn't fully accomplish this. Again, we had 48 hours to make it, but it was on the right track. The idea is obviously there. Yeah. I feel like a lot of game developers have this very, uh, they've got tunnel vision. Mm. They focus on one, one thing they want to do. Mm. I really like this about a game. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, just by sort of the way the industry has evolved, it makes games like that. Like you've got your, like you you, you named Edith Finch and Hellblade and things like uh, Gone Home mm-hmm. or Walking Simulators. Yeah. It's sort of the pejorative that gets sure, tossed sure. around, you know. Those, they don't sell well because yeah. the masses, they want Grand Theft Auto. They want, they want fast and loud and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so it's tough for for someone to come in and say, "I want to make a game like this." So I love hearing that that not only have you now officially had your first success story as 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 leading a team of, of game developers. For those of you who didn't see it, I just threw my arms up in the air. Yes, yeah, yeah. I love hearing where you're coming from, why you want to make games. And I know so many people who've been through similar situations and said, "I don't want to do this," and. Part of the hiccup for them becomes they have this pressure of like, I wasted all this time doing this thing that I didn't want to do or that I, 
you know, no, no, I'm not doing it. Like what was, what was the point of all that mm. for you? It's using everything I was doing before. And I've, I've channeled that and taken what I've learned there. And it's like, so very clearly not a waste of time. It is directly led you to where you are now and you know where you want to go next. <laughs> and so, uh, so now that you've been put in contact with all these people, you've successfully developed your first game. Hooray. Again, check it out on itchyanus.io. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the one. <laughs> have you been in contact with these guys since? Have you guys planned anything for the future? We have not, no. They, uh, they are Project manager. School. That's right, I know. Anything in the future will be um, a new project. Have you personally started working on kind of what direction you might want to go on next? Any ideas? I am in concept work for a game about managing relationships in space. Definitely still in um, still in pre-production. I don't have enough to to share with you anything captivating. Well, that's that's super exciting. <laughs> and one of these days, you know, you'll be a big time indie developer. <laughs> you know, running things on your own. Uh, have you ever played Stardew Valley, Milo? <laughs> Pick it up on the Switch. Okay. It's cheap. Oh, it's brilliant. If you're a, those are two of my favorite things. Yeah, if, cheap are, and brilliant. Have you played a farming simulator in the past? Uh, Harvest Moon. You know, or, I did play Farmville on Facebook. Honestly, I mean, we all played Farmville on Facebook. Right. It's very, it's got a lot of those similar things, but it's got a lot of RPG elements too, like old school, um, like Super Nintendo influenced. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, really wonderful game. That guy, I think, spent 10 years developing the game by himself. Yeah. Did all the art assets, all the music, everything himself. And and thank God it paid off for him. Yeah. You know, he's blown up. He's on every platform. And yeah. I, th what I think his handle is Concerned Ape, his developer <laughs> handle. Um, so anyway, one day... I hope to be playing one of your games on yes. the Nintendo console. And you'll get it for free. Oh, I just have to call, call up my buddy Milo. Hey, man, you remember me? I'll be a fucking vagrant. I'll be going to the, the local shop to try and, can you guys have a Nintendo I can play? You know? I'm like, yes, yeah, EJ, but only if you put me on your podcast again. Yeah, right. Well, I certainly hope we'll be able to do this again. I know we had talked about, you know, all those many months ago out in the forest talking about what we're into and you know i only do a podcast about video games yeah. you should you should join me sometime yeah and we talked a little bit about it do you have a way you you have your own mic i do yeah theoretically that's actually one of these guys that you're using uh, right yes, now yes the the blue yeti microphone Except mine is the black one the black oh <laughs> that's a sexy microphone it is a beautiful <laughs> microphone i think nick's got the midnight blue Ooh, very sleek anytime you add midnight in front of anything it just makes know, it that right? much more delicious right midnight peanut butter mmm <laughs> when I think midnight, when it comes to sweets, mm -hmm. I think of like a dark chocolate. And let me tell you, I'm not a big fan of dark chocolate. I want my diluted, crappy milk chocolate pumped full of refined sugar. You know, mm -hmm, dark chocolate mm, wigs me out a little bit. All right, fair. Uh, full disclosure, I'm a 90% kind of guy. Oh my God. <laughs> well, so I was at different intervals. I have tried to, you know, make small changes about my diet. Just little things that like, hey. I don't need four beers a night. I can drink three beers a night. <laughs> there you go. You got to start somewhere. No, but uh, for a while there, I was trying the the dark chocolate thing. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, they say it's good for your heart. It's got a lot of antioxidants. This is like taking a vitamin a day. I'll just eat a brick of dark chocolate. <laughs> so I was on the hunt for the highest possible concentration of pure cacao I could find. Cacao. Cacao. I love that. What a satisfying word. Cacao. <laughs> I can say it as sexy as possible. <laughs> Oh yeah, cacao baby. I've got some cacao. What are those? What are those uh, Dragon Ball Z videos? Those parody videos? Yeah. Carrot cake. <laughs> have you seen those? I have. Oh my god. But anyway, 
Yeah, no, it's been it's been really good hearing about this, and I will be watching your career with great interest. And I yours, my That's, gosh. Oh, yeah. Uh, we need to find a way to, to be able to get you on here uh, going forward now that you're playing. You got your Switch. Do you have any other games for the Switch other than Mario Kart, or is that all you're rocking right now? <laughs> we got Mario Kart. I've got Zelda. Okay. I've got Odyssey. Okay. So it's like the, 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 tri- the classic trifecta. Have you put any time into either of the other two? Yeah, funny story about Zelda. Uh, my girlfriend and I, Isabel, have a pact that we will only play it together. Okay. And so uh, I, I often will sit and stare at it wistfully and the, the nights that she's not there. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I will play you someday. I will play you someday. And then we, it's so funny. We had a, a very authentic and heart-to-heart conversation where it's like, you know, honey, when you're playing Zelda... I just like really want you to do everything you're not doing right now. So, I was like, and then she's like, you know, it's funny because I feel the same way. And then we just laughed about it, crying a little bit and hugged each other. And the- uh, have you seen those videos? I think the guys at uh, IGN, it's called linked together Mm-mm. where each of them have one joy con and they're playing, oh, trying no. to navigate this world together. <laughs> you know, like and in some games, I imagine it works better than others, but sure. in a game where your movement is relegated to two separate sticks. Uh-huh. Your aiming is relegated to one and your shoot is relegated to the other. Yep. So it's like you are literally everything you are doing, you have to be in sync with the other person. It's like, like Pacific Rim level stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except there were not, you know, years and years of training leading up to this yeah. perilous moment. It's yeah. just a couple of schmucks <laughs> jumping to their death hundreds of times an episode. <laughs> Thank God those weren't the people piloting the Jaegers. Right? right. When does Pacific Rim 2 come out? John Boyega, baby. Not soon enough. Joan Boyega is, is big time. Boom, Boyega. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I think it's about time to wrap it up. We've been talking for an hour. Initially, oh, look at us go. you came over and you're like, I have from three to 340. Yeah. And I got to get. Got. I got to get. That's all I got. Well, you're, you're jumping back on a plane tomorrow? Back to? I am. Yeah, at uh, seven in the morning. Oh, yikes. That's what I, okay. I love it. I love flying. I love red-eye flights. Oh, God, yeah. Anyone who doesn't like flying, the reason is probably because in the womb, they accidentally transferred all of their love of flying to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, see, I I wouldn't mind. I don't. The thing about, about flying that I don't like is often flying just totally interrupts your schedule, everything <laughs> about your sleep schedule and your eating schedule and your poop schedule. And everything is thrown into whack. And then you get on vacation. It's like, oh, I've been flying. I just want to go nap. I haven't pooped yet. Have you, ever, have you ever tried pooping on an airplane? It's just never. <laughs> yeah, don't. Never. And I never, I hope, hopefully never will. I'm no. flying to Hawaii in June. Mm-hmm. I'm dreading it. <laughs> I am dreading it. Five hours. I'm going to I'm gonna appear next to you kind of like Yoda. And I'm just going to be like, EJ, okay it is. Okay it is. You're going you're gonna to Luke. You're going to force project yourself yeah. uh, onto my plane. Yep. If only you could do that. Yeah, right. Well, be careful. The, 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 the strain killed Luke. That's very fair. So. It's very fair. I'm looking out for you. Tell you what. Bring the Switch. I'll be right there next to you to play it. Oh my gosh. Okay. We are not friends on Switch yet. No, I know. And this is a travesty. I know. There's so many There's so many great... Splatoon. I need you to get Splatoon. I need to get the Splatoon. The wonderful multiplayer game. <clears throat> My grandparents just got me a $50 Amazon gift card. Hint, hint, which nudge. What sweet, <laughs> sweet grandparents they are. <laughs> Use that. Have you played Rocket League ever? I have, yeah. Oh, Rocket League on the Switch, baby. Good stuff. I put like... Like probably 80 hours into it on PlayStation. Ooh. Like 350 hours on Steam. Wow. And now I probably put in, I actually, I, I'm curious. I got to check my stats on the Switch <laughs> and see how long I put on the Switch. But love that game. It's a great pickup and play. Five minute matches. You know, I can play a match on the toilet. I can play a match before bed. And if one of my buddies is like, hey, I have an hour before work. 
boom, boom, hop in, hop out, no big deal. No <laughs> commitment. It's just you hop in, you blow some cars up, you score a few goals. Get out of here. Get out of town. <laughs> but anyway, y'all. Anything, any closing remarks, anything you want the people to know? Where can they find you, Milo? Are you on Twitter? Are I, you on, have you made your presence known to the world? It is not widely known, but if a thousand people go and try and uh, friend me on Facebook, I'll know why. <laughs> what was, what was the um, Mountaineer that was cheesy? That's what? under cheesy snow. Cheesy snow? That's right, because you don't want to eat the yellow snow. When I was a kid, I was thinking uh, cheddar snow, <laughs> okay. but cheddar snow was taken. Cheesy snow. That's, wait, cheddar snow, what is that taken by another game development studio? No, oh. cheesy snow is just uh, my cheeky online gamer tag oh, okay. developed by 12-year-old. Perfect. <laughs> Cheesy Snow is a brilliant company name. Like, I think of some of my favorite film studios, like J.J. Abrams, Bad Robot. Oh, yeah. In a vacuum, it's a garbage name. <laughs> Bad Robot. And it's just a little, it's a goofy, mm-hmm. it shows a little bit of personality. Yeah. And again, it doesn't matter necessarily what the company, it's easy to remember, it's easy to spell. Right. And it's kind of ironic, because like, it kind of like um, how Apple as a computer company is ironic. It's like, right. an Apple, what does that have to do with computers? It's just, I love them. Right, right. It's just <laughs> something... Something memorable. Okay, tell you what. We're betting right now. $10. I, well, I'm not shaking until I know okay, what the bet fair, is. Fair, fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for his hand. Like, give me your hand. <laughs> 10 years from now. 10 years. If my company name is Cheesy Snow, I owe you $10. In 10 years? In One 10 decade? Years. Done. Okay, and, Cheesy Snow, baby. And if I'm making more than, I don't know, <laughs> 50000 a year, I owe you $100. How about, how about we make it a nice dinner? Oh, nice to nice All right. If you're a millionaire, though, you got to give me a job. Okay. <laughs> Don't know doing what. <laughs> EJ, I already want to hire you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, awesome, man. Well, hopefully we have you on again soon. I look forward can, to that. We can talk about... It's tough doing a podcast that's supposed to be keeping current with news mm-hmm. uh, or new games, especially because I don't have the time to buy and play every brand new game that comes out. <laughs> Um, but we were doing our best. We're doing our best, damn it. <laughs> so we add another fella into the mix. And you've got the Switch. That's right. Keep your, I'm just going to be texting you all, all the things you still buy. Switch. Yeah. Yeah. We play some Mario Kart together. I've been doing a lot of Mario Kart lately. Oh, good. Battle mode. Oh, yeah. We've got a Nintendo Discord server. Oh. I'll have to invite you to. Please. And um, we just yell and swear at each other and, and, and play balloon battle my friend that sounds heavenly that's a great a great time so awesome well it's been the constant crusade podcast again i'm ej olson you can find me on twitter at ejiggle uh the constant crusade at console underscore crusade you can find us there interact with us find us on facebook say some things i've been joined by the the wonderful the the incomparable the sublime <laughs> milo kent Petta. it's been a pleasure ladies yes. and gentlemen thank you for being here with us we'll catch you on the flippity flap good chat Cacao! Cacao! <laughs> <laughs>